Am I Reister or am I wrong? One thing that you're really going to want to pay attention to is the Eyes of Texas song this weekend when they play against Baylor. We'll talk about that. And my college football picks for the weekend. This is a little bit of a shortened show, working on some great interviews that are coming out next week. You are going to enjoy them big time. This is Reister or Wrong. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed, and I keep it 100 Make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, like it, thumbs up, um, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you get alerts. And listen to and subscribe to the Pac-12 Apostles podcast. You can listen to me as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast, anywhere where podcasts are found, and Fox Sports Radio, Sirius 82, Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, And 5 to 8 Eastern times. And of course, weekdays filling in. The Eyes of Texas song, it is a big deal. So it's played at UT, University of Texas, uh, at Austin. And here are the lyrics. The eyes of Texas are upon you. All the live long day. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You cannot get away. Do not think you can escape them at night or the early morn. The eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn. So sounds innocent enough, right? Until you realize that this song's been played for over 120 years and you know the origins black minstrel shows and it was about slaves that the eyes of Texas were upon them. And so this year, with all the social injustice and and players in college, especially wanting to make sure that they are taking care of themselves, vocalizing, because they have less power than anybody in any sport. And there have been a number of changes. The uh, Mississippi changed its flag. There are, I mean, just so many things. The things that happened at Oklahoma State with Chuba Hubbard. And their coach, Mike Gundy, these players are not just standing by idly and just allowing things to happen to them anymore. And the players at Texas have not been. It's one of those songs, the eyes of Texas, that they play after every game. It's the quote unquote honor. It's a tradition. They sing it with the crowd, regardless, regardless of whether they win or lose. And now the players have been going in the locker room. They're not singing eyes of Texas. The athletic director, president of the school are upset about this because fans, boosters and alumni are upset. And Tom Herman, who is their coach, who in the beginning of uh, after George Floyd was killed, Ahmaud Arbery, all these kids, they come out. uh, He came out and said, listen, I need you to support these kids the same way that you are off the field that you do when they're in playing in this burnt orange, making you happy, winning you games. And people are choosing their tradition, regardless of how racist it is over the feelings of these kids. So this is where we get into, I guess the, the weeds is that where do we take our history, things that have happened, the traditions that have gone on 
and say, all right, well, that's not how we mean it anymore, despite its origins. The uh, the president and the the president of the school, the athletic director, are demanding that the kids stay out there, stay out there during Eyes of Texas, even if they don't sing it. The band has refused to play it, but they're still going to play it over the PA and they expect the players to be out there. I'm looking through Texas message boards. Their fans are saying, oh, oh, well, they just kick all the players off the team that don't want to sing it. It's oh, it's not racist. It's not that bad. That was a long time ago. See, here here's the thing that we like. I don't think that the song should just be thrown away that it should pretend like it was never sung. Because there's a lot of people who have sung this song in the last 20, 30 years, didn't have an idea what it was about. That that wasn't who they are in their, their heart. But I do think that it is very important for us to acknowledge, all right, this is a problem. So let's put it in a, a museum somewhere. We'll say we did it. Maybe we changed the lyrics to the eyes of Texas. Something that way it now promotes what, quote unquote, Texas is really all about. Not what it was about. I think that that's the key is that who do you want to be? Just doing things because you've always done them is not the necessary thing. Like you, you have to, if you know better, you do better. So that's going to be something to keep your eye on because this thing is not going away. I wonder, I'm wondering what the players are going to do because this is a standoff. Their boosters are demanding that this happen. They want the kids kicked off the team. They're uh, saying that they're going to withhold their donations, especially during the pandemic. They want Tom Herman fired so they can hire Urban Meyer. This is an absolute mess. Chris DeConte, the the athletic director. Listen, this is a bad move. This is a fight that you're actually causing that he's causing. That's not going to end well. So the only solution, and they have commissioned a, a study on the song that's supposed to be done in January. Then the school's going to make a decision, but this is not going anywhere. Watch what happens this weekend because that's going to be interesting news. Um, now, on to college football and my picks. So my, my top 10 this week, which I released on Monday, was number one, Clemson, two, Alabama, three, Notre Dame, four Georgia, five Cincinnati, five, six BYU, seven Oklahoma State, eight Ohio State, nine Oregon, and 10 Penn State. I've said the reason why I have Ohio State, Penn State, and Oregon so low is because they haven't played games yet. And I'm a firm believer in you rank teams higher based upon what they've done, not because of what you think they can do. And the teams that are behind these teams have shown that they don't have it already, that they're not top 10 teams. So that's why you have those teams at the bottom. Do I believe Oklahoma State's a top 10 team? Absolutely not. Uh, Cincinnati? No. BYU? No. They're playing well, but no. And I think that Georgia's even a fringe team. And so we will learn more about Notre Dame as well. So first game up, game up this weekend. I will be releasing these picks on uh, on an article as well so we can keep track and be accountable for these things. Nebraska at Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 26 and a half points. Um, 
I find this ironic and funny because Scott Frost, Nebraska's coach, talked all that ish on the offseason. Oh, Nebraska, well, we're going to play football no matter what, even if we have to leave the conference. You weren't leaving the Big Ten. Shut up. And then he said, "We, I don't care where we play. We'll play in Uzbekistan. We'll play in wherever. Yeah, and you are already kind of on the hot seat in Nebraska. And so the Big Ten, they gave you what you want. You'll play anybody. All right. You go to the shoe, play Ohio State week one and get your face blown off. That's the truth. Justin Fields and company are going to light the world on fire. They are going to light a torch in to Nebraska. This reminds me of something that my dad always used to tell me. George, don't let you don't let your mouth write checks that your ass can't cash. And Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers can't cash this check. They get beat down. I'm going to. Uh, that's almost four touchdowns, bro. But I am going to take Nebraska to. Uh, well, Ohio State's going to crush them. But I say Nebraska loses by 25 points instead of 26 points. So give me Nebraska in the game as far as the betting line goes. Next game up. North Carolina, who was a top 10 team last week, they are back to normal. They're ranked 14th in the AP poll versus uh, NC State, who's ranked 23rd. And North Carolina's favored by 15 and a half points. This is another game. I'm taking North Carolina State, even though I believe North Carolina will win the game. The reason why I believe North Carolina will win the game, they are back to normal. Uh, Sam Howell and all that, they were filling that top 10 ranking too much. They're ranked appropriately appropriately now. They are going to do well in the ACC. They ate a slice of humble pie. Everything is back to normal. They're favored by 15 and a half points. They'll win by 13. Next game, early morning game as well. Auburn at Ole Miss. This is my upset of the week. Auburn has a bigger name. Auburn's expected expected to be good. This is the exact type of game that Lane Kiffin wins and Gus Malzahn loses. Gus Malzahn and Auburn's favorite by three and a half points. So I'm picking Ole Miss not to just not to just uh, cover. I am taking Ole Miss to win the game. Lane uh, Auburn's offense with Bo Nix. Bo Nix is super average at quarterback. I mean, extremely average. He is borderline below average. Their, their offense is anemic at times. They got some good wideouts, Seth Williams, all those guys. Um, Ole Miss should do well. I expect their, their, um, their quarterback, Matt Corral, California kid, to bounce back. He should play well. And then... You know, people will be calling for Gus Malzahn's head, even though his buyout's like $21 million or $26 million and they're not going to fire him. And then he'll come back and win the Iron Bowl or something. And then people will be confused and he won't get fired, of course. Um, Next game, Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma is uh, giving six and a half points. TCU is one and two right now. Oklahoma's two and two. They just came off a bye. And this is a game where I think that their quarterback, Spencer Rattler, after getting benched in the last game for part of the game, but still beating Texas, this is a bounce back game for him. 
I don't think TCU is as good as they as good as their one win versus Texas. This is a game that Oklahoma wins, and I think that they win and they cover the points. Give me the Oklahoma Sooners, Boomer Sooner. Another quote unquote next game, another quote unquote upset of the week, upset of the week as well. Um, well, it's not as big of an upset, but you, you, you know, bear with me. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's giving three and a half, three points. I like Iowa State to win outright. I think that they are better coached. I think Matt Campbell is a better coach than Mike Gundy. Uh, he's got that mullet. <laughs> he just consistently underachieving. They're three and zero right now. Uh, Brock Purdy, the Iowa State's quarterback, doing a good job. Their running back, Brees Hall, is a dog. I know the Oklahoma State's got Chuba Hubbard, but I think they ultimately get out coached this game. And they've already they already probably should have lost to Tulsa. So Iowa State's going to be an absolute nightmare for them. Um, so yeah, I don't need any points because Iowa State's winning the game. Next game up. Baylor at Texas. Baylor's one and one. Texas is two and two. Texas is favored by nine and a half points. There's a lot of chaos going on in Texas with the eyes of Texas. Tom Herman's on the hot seat. Everybody's up in arms seeing what's going to happen. But Texas is going to win this game because Baylor's offense is anemic. It's just not good enough. Texas is going to be able to score too many points. Um, Baylor's defense should be good, should hold them in check, but they're not going to be able to score enough unless Texas defense just falls apart. I mean, that it would just be an epic disaster. I do uh, Texas favorite by nine and a half points. I think that's a lot, dude. I think that's a lot of points. I think this is a closer to a six to eight point football game or six to nine point football game. So give me Baylor and the points. Uh, last game up. Well, actually, next to last game up, we got Michigan at Minnesota. This is the year that Michigan wins the Big Ten. No, it's not. No, it's not. I was joking. Um, Harbaugh will get everybody hyped up again. Michigan's favorite by three points. Give me the Wolverines beating P.J. Fleck and the Road Boat crew in Minnesota. They're still going to finish up with a good season, but it's going to be a tough task playing the Michigan Wolverines, even though they're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. This is what Jim Harbaugh does. He's on the essentially last year. Well, he's still got a couple more years on his contract, but they're only owed, he's only owed like $6 million if they fire him. He's 0-6 versus Ohio State. This is a big year. He's got to get some more momentum going to keep his job there. Last game up uh, is Cincinnati at SMU. SMU is uh, Cincinnati's in the top 10, which they're not a top 10 team. SMU's ranked 16, which is probably pretty appropriate. Um, SMU's favored by two and a half points, but I'm taking Cincinnati because as even though I believe that SMU's defense under Sonny Dykes, I'm sorry, SMU's offense under Sonny Dykes is significantly better than um, Cincinnati's. SMU's defense can't stop anybody, dude. They just lost to Memphis, gave up 50 points. 
it, they can't keep a lead. Yeah. So I don't trust them. I don't believe them. So I'm taking Cincinnati for the outright win. That's the end of the picks. I, I will be uh, taking accountability with an article with these things every Friday. So I appreciate you guys. Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, send me a message. Peace out. Catch you guys later.